Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B&E. What's B&E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back to thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh, wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Oh, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better get him the heck up, get him going. It's Friday on B&E. That is right, 10 March and a lot to do. Basketball abound. The madness of March is certainly here. Big 12 tournament in full effect. Now Longhorns have played their way to the semifinals. They have locked up a uh, number two overall national seed last night. We'll certainly talk about the smothering of Oklahoma State. Texas women begin playing the Big 12 women's tournament today. Tournaments all over the country. And, of course, Sunday... The brackets are revealed. The field of 68 is set, and we are all over at Longhorns uh, looking pretty good in both regards, men and women. Uh, All the Texas sports for the weekend, Texas baseball, softball, everything happening on the 40 acres. We'll preview at the NFL. A lot of news there with the free agency and free agency looming next week. Handed out their compensatory picks yesterday. We've got all kinds of news notes and nuggets to come from the National Football League. Bad news on Kevin Durant's situation in the NBA. Got golf at the uh, Players' Championship. So safe to say, uh, four hours will not be nearly enough for us to start uh, your Friday morning. Appreciate you being there wherever you do it. Maybe on 104.9 on the FM dial, 101.9 FM uh, as well as AM 1260. And then digitally, make it as easy as we possibly can. You can take us uh, wherever you go. Just download that Horn app to your smartphone. Listen to us wherever you are, where you can get the Internet. Also, always uh, listen on your smart speaker. Just tell that speaker, hey, turn on 104.9 The Horn. And then, of course, uh, always streaming live on our Twitch channel and in uh, full, robust audio right there at hornfm.com. Mr. Godbolt. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Hood, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated. It's going to be a lovely day today. Maybe a little rain shower here and there, overnight. but really, really nice tomorrow. Yeah, some overnight showers last night yeah. uh, in some of the quadrant slash regions of the country. But um, cooler temperatures, but sunshine after today, which is nice. It is nice. It's a little cooler this morning for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, not as humid as it's been uh, for the uh, the week. But yeah, it could be some rain showers through your your morning commute today as you get it up and out, and then uh, uh, should be lovely by this afternoon for sure. And as you said, maybe a chance for rain this weekend. But cooler temperatures into the weekend. And man, it's already the uh, second weekend of March. We're March tenth. We've got man so much going on. The madness of March is here. Certainly, the uh, NFL free agency period next week. So a lot of reporting will be done over the weekend of who's going to trend where and the Aaron Rodgers story, Lamar Jackson story. 
And, of course, last week, next week, locally, Buck, you know, the rodeo's up and running out at uh, Expo Center, South by Southwest. Gets cranked up next week, the uh, the Interactive Fest. Uh, so the Austin uh, area is going to be buzzing. Oh, yeah. Buzzing, to Couple say the least. into NASCAR. Yeah, man, NASCAR and Dell Match Play around the corner. So uh, busy Friday to get you going. And how are you doing? You ready I'm to doing roll great. I'm ready, man. I'm ready to get to some basketball, ready to get to some some golf, of course, as the Masters approaches us. MotoGP just around the corner. Yeah, man. Love me some MotoGP. Yeah, safe to say. And uh, Longhorns uh, looking good last night. They uh, Yeah, they took, deed them up pretty took well. Took advantage of an offensively challenged and banged mm. up Oklahoma State team. But we'll talk about why that's such a big win here coming up. Let's get to the headlines. Trending topics for the Longhorns as uh, we crank this thing on a Friday. UBO Business Services brings you the uh, news you need to know. College basketball, impressive win for the seventh-ranked Texas Longhorns last night as they advanced to the semifinals of the Big 12 tournament with a 61-47 smothering of the seventh seed, Oklahoma State. That sets up a meeting for tonight with TCU in Kansas City. Longhorns locked in defensively from the jump. Holds the Cowboys to 47 points on the night. Five Longhorns scored in double figures, led by Jabari Rice with 15. Dylan DeSue. Playing great down low, posted a triple-double, 11 points and 11 rebounds for Rodney Terry. DeSue's been playing great for us down the street. You know, he really has. You know, he, and, uh, he was rebounding the ball at a very high clip today, and rebounding was a, was a big emphasis in this game here uh, because Oklahoma State's really big up front, and they really crashed the board really hard. I thought he did a nice job for us in the first half and had some really tough rebounds in the second half as well, but... Um, yeah, he, he needed to get some extended minutes. We knew Brock was going to have to play quite a bit as well and uh, in CB. This is one of the biggest front lines in, in the Big 12. Third win for the Longhorns over Oklahoma State this season. Their 12th Quadrant 1 win on the year. That's the most by any team other than Kansas and likely secures a number 2 overall national seed for the Longhorns when the brackets are finalized on Sunday. First things first, Texas and TCU will meet tonight in a semifinal matchup. Um, that's after the 6th seeded Horn Frogs upset 3rd seeded K-State last night. 88-67 to behind, or 80-67 to behind 22 from Mike Miles Jr. Top seeded Kansas will face Iowa State in the other semifinal. That one tips at 6 o'clock. Then it's the Horns and Horn Frogs at 8.30 tonight. You'll hear it live here, of course, on the Horn. Top seeded Texas women open play at the Big 12 Women's Tournament this afternoon in Kansas City facing Kansas State in quarterfinal action. Horns just walloped the Wildcats in their regular season finale back on Saturday. I'm trying to do it again. Game tips at 1.30 today. You can hear that overall 105.3, the bad. One other note from Kansas City, uh, Kansas basketball coach, coach Bill Self will miss the rest of the Big 12 tournament for when, from what the program has announced as a standard health issue. Top assistant Norm Roberts has stepped in in his place. Texas football welcomed, rep, welcomed representatives from 32 NFL teams to campus yesterday. Everybody was uh, represented. It was pro-timing day in the indoor bubble. Ten former Longhorn players there to meet with teams and go through physical testing, complete individual drills. In addition to four of the five who attended the NFL scouting combine this past weekend, five other Longhorns took advantage of the opportunity. Jaleel Billingsley, Daniel Trejo, Anthony Cook, Deshaun Jameson, Tariq Milton all worked out yesterday. The top-rated Longhorn prospect Bijan Robinson was on hand to support his mates but uh, and meet with team reps but did not go through the workouts. Current Longhorns with the field again this morning. Spring practice number three will wrap up week one of the six weeks of training ahead of the Orange-White scrimmage on April 15th. Also on the 40 Acres this weekend, busy one. Longhorn baseball open a three-game series with Manhattan tonight at the Dish. Game one set for 6.30 tonight. Texas softball will host the Bevo Classic starting this morning on McCombs Field featuring tenth, the 10th-ranked Longhorns, 9th-ranked Alabama, Wisconsin, and Texas State as well. Tough news yesterday from the NBA. Word from Phoenix that Kevin Durant will be out two to three weeks 
because of a left ankle injury suffered in pregame warm-ups back on Wednesday. And in golf, little-known Chad Ramey is your leader after the first round of the Players' Championship at Ponte Vedra Beach. He fired an 8-under-64 yesterday on the tournament course at Sawgrass, one stroke better than Colin Morikawa. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right. Uh, busy, busy Friday morning. Here we go. How about the Longhorns last night, Buck? They uh, carried that defensive effort that they had against yes, Kansas on Saturday right into the Big 12 tournament and smothered uh, Oklahoma State last night, who were playing without their top playmaker, Avery Anderson. He's out with a wrist injury. We knew that going in. And uh, Texas just locked them up, got enough on offense because, you know, Oak State was trying to ugly that game up and try to win with their defense. As you heard Rodney Terry talking about their size on the front line. Horns did play without Timmy Allen last night. Timmy Allen was a late scratch because of what they're calling a minor ankle sprain. So Timmy got off, got out, and Jabari Rice got the start, and the Longhorns get a victory. Yeah, I thought that opened up the middle a little bit more because Timmy plays in that in yeah. the middle of the paint. And for Dylan DeSue, I thought he, you know, over the last six games, that guy's been pretty offensive-minded. I mean, that's not to say he hasn't played decent defense or got lots of rebounds. He's done a lot of rebounding. But offensively, that opens up the middle for him because he's not the swiftest guy when he gets in the middle, so he needs some bouncing and movement areas. And I think with Timmy not in there, I think it opened up the middle a little bit for Dylan DeSue offensively for his little jump hook and stuff like that. I thought that I thought he played well again, kind of all around. As I said, he's not the, he's not the smoothest guy when he's in there. But, man, he, he's, he's got enough – you know, shoulder strength and that, that upper body stuff to to either get fouled or get to the rim. And, and he rebounds the hell out of the ball, too. And I thought they played smothering defense. I thought they were – they contested a lot of shots last night. Marcus Carr, he just not getting any elevation on his jumper. I mean, that ball is hitting – is clanking off the rim. His legs look like – he looks like he's tired. Well, that's been On the, about, on the uh, offensive end. Yeah, that's been about two weeks now for him yeah, where he it looks feels tired. like he's not getting much – much oomph on his, uh, I mean, it wasn't a pretty game, oomph on his jump shot. I mean, gosh, I mean, Oklahoma State only made 14 of their 52 shots they took last night. Texas was 19 of 51, but, uh, you know, I thought the quick start was great. It was, you know, Tyrese Hunter came out uh, gunning. Uh, he looks like he's good, and that's the thing, right? I mean, Tyrese Hunter now, you know, he says he's fully healthy now, and maybe through some of his slumps of January and into February, that he wasn't 100% healthy, but was gritting it out. Now he looks like he's healthy, and he and Jabari Rice are, are really working well together. And as you said, with Marcus Carr, played 40 minutes last night, but another two for 10 night from the field, scored 11 points. They need to. And most of those were, how many from the free? Would he only have one jump? Would he have one only, field goal? Uh, yeah, well, he had two for two 10 field, from the field goal, but he went 10? to the foul line nine times. That's the yeah. one thing I think. As His you body, said, he'll take you to the rim now. Well, and he's, he, he, he misses a lot of those little floaters these days where he yes. does that little you know, stop in the lane. He's been so good at that in his time here at Texas, but he's that's just not rolling in for him he's right now. He's getting up like me. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so his shooting percentage the last four games, I have to look that up. It's not good at all. Uh, but yeah, that, that's late in the season legs. But uh, look, I and the freshman came in and he hit a couple jumpers. Yeah, Arterio Morris. Arterio I mean, Morris. Yeah, he took a couple threes. I, I, I agree with you. With Timmy Allen out, it kind of opened them some things, things up and got Arterio into the game sooner. Uh, front line did a nice job. It was an ugly basketball game. Let's be honest. A lot of turnovers, thirty-three. Not a lot of made shots. But in the end, it was a double-digit win for the Longhorns. And as I said in the update, I think for most people, this secures the Longhorns on the two line when we get to brackets. I mean, that's a that's twelve quad one wins. Only Kansas has more. I mean, their resume is complete. Now, they'll play TCU tonight uh, and to, to get to the championship round. But, again, I I mean, I still think getting to a one seed for Texas is, is kind of an outside shot at this point because I believe the, the committee's you know, 
these tournaments don't mean a ton. They think they go more and more on the regular season these days over the last couple of brackets. Uh, and, and what you just said about Marcus Carr, Timmy Allen with an ankle, I'm not saying the Longhorns should lose tonight, but it wouldn't be the end of the world if they no. took their ninth loss and got home uh, on a Friday night and had all week to to you know get off their feet a little bit and get ready for the first round of the NCAA tournament. But you know you're playing for a championship. Competitors well, you want to keep that. You want yeah, and you want to keep that 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 the move that you're having right now. Keep it going in the right direction, no matter what. I know you want to get some rest. Sure, but guys want to stay in the flow of the game. Yeah, and it's, I, I remember you know talking to Rick Barnes about that back in the day, kind of offline, and just you know it's like one of those things. Yeah, you want to keep going, then you end up playing three games in three days, and you know you look up and your your team's a little bit worn out, uh, and especially in this conference after what you went through for two months, and you know the biggest games are next week, the biggest and most important games of your season, no matter what you say, are coming up. So you want to be at full strength there, and if you've already locked up one of the top you know eight spots and one of those two seed spots. Uh, it's last night was a nice win to secure that. But you but, sure would love to play Kansas uh, even another time for a tournament sure? championship. Yeah, Why not? I, yeah. yeah, I think so. But again, I my mindset. I know people will criticize me for this. My mindset is the biggest games are next week and the following week and the following week. You've already proven you can beat Kansas. You've already proven you're a really good team. Uh, you know th- these tournaments are for television and revenue, and I get it. But at the same time, uh, they hand out a trophy. I know it's a championship, but man, you can wear yourself out. And uh, you need to get Marcus Carr back shooting the basketball well if you're going to go as far as you your ceiling. Uh, you need to get Timmy Allen 100% healthy, and you know. But again, this they're competitors; they'll show up. I don't know. Uh, um, well, you got some young guys you can really give an and, opportunity and, to play. And look, TCU they're dealing with the issue with their head coach and Jamie Dixon, the the uh, the Lampkin Eddie Lampkin situation that we talked about yesterday. They went out and beat up on Kansas State. Uh, and Mike Miles, I mean, that's a, I mean, Texas and TC are two of the oldest teams in all of college basketball, uh, with veteran players and, you know, fifth and sixth year guys across the board. Need a little break. This will be a fun band. And K State's, and TC is pretty damn good. Pretty damn good basketball team. And of course, they split the yeah, home and home this the year. The only thing I'd, I'd like to see Dylan DeSue continue to play that offense that he's trying to, trying to get going right now. I mean, and I, I mean, I like, I like he's well, aggressive. Dylan's, he's aggressive when there's nobody in the middle with him. I mean, because he likes to, you know, he likes that couple bounces, get his shoulders, on somebody, and I, I like the way he's playing offensively. Hey, the um, uh, I agree with you. It just feels like he's playing confident, and which leads to aggressiveness, which leads to, you know, he's not just going to, you know, I think there was a point here in February where he said, you know what, I'm not just going to be a, right, a, rebounder. a rebounder. I'm going right. to start trying to, I can score the basketball. Remember the game up at Baylor where they lost in Waco and he scored 24 points That's and right. he was knocking down threes. And we were like, that was the game where he said, you know what, I can score. We and he's need, doing that early in the game, too. Yeah, we need more scoring punch. We need more than just our guards scoring the basketball. And, you know, I think it's led to you know him seeing the ball go in the hoop. has helped him gain confidence in all phases of his game. And you're they right. get the ball into him now. I yeah, mean, he do. demands the ball. He well, wants the ball. It's like anything else. Once your teammates see you're making shots, and they'll give you the ball. And, you know, he's, as you said, he's not the smoothest player. He's a little bit no. awkward with his game. Uh, you know, he walks with the with, with the duck feet kind of thing. But he, he does, is, yeah. But he is a hardworking dude. He's a tough guy. He'll get on the ground too. He'll get team. on the floor for balls. Yeah, absolutely. This says, "Hey, Austin Airport is nuts this morning, guys." Oh, hook them. Looks like a lot of Longhorns are going to make the trip up to Kansas City to support the Horns because you can go see the men and the women. Women play at one thirty today. Men will play at eight thirty tonight. That's a pretty good schedule. You can see a game in the middle of the day. Go grab some dinner and still. Or oh, is this the South by Southwest crowd coming in too? Is coming that, in and going yes, out. Going, coming in and going, going out. out. It says you play to win the game. Yes. Well, you also play the whole season to get to the tournament. And when you get to the tournament, you want to be playing your best. That is, that's why I was saying I've talked to Rick Barnes about that and other coaches where 
you, you know, you, it, it's a tough spot for a coach. You don't want to downplay a game in the championship, but at the same time, you play the whole season. You do everything for next week. Everything's built around next week, and you've already because the regular season is is important. To put the hang a hang a banner in your rafters because you won the Big Twelve regular season is a huge deal. Kansas, yes, Kansas won that. Texas women won one. But for me, these tournaments. You know me. We've been doing this a long time, Buck. That's, they just they don't mean a lot. I know it's for automatic bids for the smaller conferences, and but in the bigger conferences, they're for TV, and, and they're made for TV, and I get it. You play to win the game, but you also you know are playing for next week. So uh, if they lose tonight, they're going to be a two seed. They get an extra night of rest, and they don't have to play the game against Kansas on Saturday. It's one of those... Uh, you know, I think it's it's a catch twenty two conversation, but uh, we'll be watching tonight eight thirty Texas and TCU. Also, last night around the country, Buck, you saw North Carolina take a tough loss. They're going to make it, it in. They're going to get in. Bubble I might have burst so. for the. Uh, remember, this was a team in North Carolina that began the season number one in some preseason polls. They have one quad one win, and they got it against Virginia, like in the last three games. And they've been year. put on notice about how their efforts are have been for like the last four weeks. They need to win some big games. How do you and they go from number one preseason to, to out? Not in the top 70. One quad, one win. Incredible. Incredible with that one. Uh, Marquette got a big win in overtime for Shaka Smart. I just know when we get to the bracket Sunday, and that's a good time for a reminder, we're going to have a special bracket show, bracket reveal show here on the Horn at 5 o'clock on Sunday. I'll be a part of it with Zay Collier. And Are you coming in for this, Ty? You going to jump in here with us? I might be calling in. I think Patrick Davis will Patrick be here, Davis though. will be here, and we're going to, as the bracket is revealed on CBS, we will follow it. And obviously, as soon as we know where the Longhorns go, we'll be able to talk about their draw, the matchup, and uh, check in down on campus with Rodney Terry and the Longhorns, who will be waiting. Of course, the Texas women very well may be flying back from the back, uh, women's right. tournament if they make it to the championship game on the women's side. Uh, so we'll have that fully covered. That's 5 to 7 right here on the Horn on Sunday evening. So set your alarm and remind yourself while you're watching it revealed on CBS, you can listen to us and get Zay Collier and Patrick's thoughts, mine, on uh, how the bracket lays out. But I'm just I'm just feeling that they're going to put the Longhorns in the same bracket as Marquette. Could you see that? I mean, that Texas could have, and I've seen some mock brackets, that are the bracketologists that already have the Longhorns in the same bracket with Marquette and Tennessee. Where the Longhorns are the two seed, Marquette's the three seed, and like Tennessee's like the four or five for Rick Barnes. Uh, that's that wouldn't be unlike the NCAA to do it, but it would be kind of cool to see the Longhorns. Well, they love the storylines. The anyway. storylines are good, man. TV, TV, no doubt. I'd take Shaka in the tournament. Uh, Shaka. Well, yeah, I will take my chances with Shaka Smart in the tournament. That is, that's not been his. Well, since his Virginia Commonwealth days, it has not been his his strong suit. For sure. So there's some hoops. We'll uh, certainly talk about it. Your thoughts on the horns and where they stand. Rodney Terry uh, getting it done. Longhorns with 24 regular season or wins now on the full season. Eight losses. They'll play TCU tonight. This says, uh, E, I'm close to turning in my Texans fan card. We'll get into some NFL coming up. Yeah, the Texans got docked a draft pick yesterday, a fifth-round pick. Uh, for what they called a salary cap violation the league did. The Texans argue that. They think it was not a lot. But either way, Texans lost the the second pick of the fifth round. That was rescinded by the league yesterday. But the NFL did announce their annual compensatory picks yesterday where Mm -hmm. they hand out as kind of rewards. If you lose a key free agent, like a designated free agent, they'll get you a draft pick try to help fill the roster back. And then, uh, you know, the the, one of the incentives over the last half decade for for the NFL – has been to incentivize organizations to develop minority candidates who become coaches, right? Head coaches or, or general managers. General managers, yeah. And 
the San Francisco 49ers before yesterday were sitting with four draft picks. Four draft picks in this draft in April, 48 days from today. They now have 11. <laughs> they were awarded seven compensatory picks yesterday, and three of them are in the third round, which is at the end of the third round, which is top 100 picks. Wow. And the reason for it is that they've developed coaching candidates, Robert Sala, uh, Mike McDaniel, um, now D'Amico Ryans, Martin Mayhews, now the general manager of the, of the, of the, uh, 49, of the Washington football team. Uh, Rand Carthon just got hired as the GM of the Tennessee so Titans. Also includes females moving up in your yeah. in your uh, organization. Yeah, you know the you know the minority hiring push, but really just giving minorities an opportunity to rise within the front office and rise on your coaching staff. And clearly, no one's done that better than Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and the 49ers because they were awarded, you know, like four, three, three third round picks uh, for their efforts. And you know, again, they got they've done a nice job there. So there, the Cowboys picked up three picks yesterday. Uh, for free agents that they lost, uh, Texans picked up. How about this? The Texans, remember they coughed up the number one overall pick? Yep. Now they own the last pick. They were awarded Mr. Irrelevant pick. Whether they draft, you know, So the Houston Texans will get to draft the last player of the draft now. Hope pick number they find their Brock Purdy. Maybe, maybe, yeah, because they're probably going to take a quarterback at the top. They could go and take another quarterback at the bottom if they needed to. So, yeah, NFL's out there. Uh, obviously, the Aaron Rodgers story continues to uh, – to uh, be of very much interest to a lot of folks. And that became a big topic yesterday, Buck, as I was listening and driving around and then watching yesterday. You know, the New York Jets are under the microscope because they're chasing a almost 40-year-old quarterback, are going to give up draft capital to get him and give him a lot of money. Well, that's the owner Should who they, wants that right. instant gratification. Well, the question and he wants is, that, and he wants that. And then the question obviously doubles back to a conversation we've held all week. Should they instead be chasing Lamar Jackson and then, you know, chase a 26-year-old quarterback um, who has his best years to come, that's an interesting debate because some think it's nonsensical to chase a 39-year-old QB when you could have a 26-year-old quarterback at a similar price, by the way, as far well, as a year-by-year and for what you'd have to give up to get him. They like, they like headlines in New York, and any news is good news in New York, and Aaron Rodgers will give you a lot of headlines. You don't think Lamar Jackson would bring headlines to New York City? Well, I mean, I, I think he would with his play, but Aaron Rodgers brings you that weird New York-style kind of media hype, you know what I mean? He'll be there. He'll be he'll be fighting with the media. I mean, and plus he can win. I mean, Lamar can. I, I think Lamar can win regular season things. And uh, I mean, he's he's a long term guy. Aaron Rodgers to me is still just maybe a two year player. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that's a, that's the debate. Yeah, in New York is why would yeah. you want a, a you know short term guy for the same amount of money and capital? And you know, obviously the Lamar Jackson deal will be much longer than anything you do with Aaron Rodgers. But uh, interesting debates. The quarterback carousel. And guess what? In our annual, or our annual, our daily days of our quarterback lives conversation, there's a new quarterback to discuss. Because according to multiple reports today, teams have been calling the L.A. Rams about Matthew Stafford. Quarterback star of teams are now ringing up Sean McVay and uh, Les Snead in L.A. and saying, "Hey, uh, is 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 Matthew Stafford on the block?" Because uh, uh, there's a, there's a guy. What was it? Michael Lombardi, the NFL reporter, former general manager in the mm-hmm. league. Uh, he had a had a comment this week that uh, Matt Stafford is fully available. Said it on the Pat McAfee show yeah, Thursday. Well, I'm Matthew Stafford. You're going to pay me my almost sixty million dollars to. I'm hanging around. I've got a Super Bowl. I've already pushed somebody off the stage, and you owe me sixty million. Yeah, come on, man. What, what do, he I, didn't do push I need? Do I need a lady off the stage? Do I need to play? Do I need to play or do I need to collect that sixty million that you people owe me? Plus, I'm wearing plus I'm wearing a ring. Plus, I tripped the lady off the stage. Come on, 
How much fun can you have? You're brutal, man. Yesterday we were talking about the legendary Jim Beheim. All you could talk about is him killing some guy in a terrible accident. That was an accident. That was a terrible, terrible accident. That was a terrible well, accident. Matt Stafford in the didn't snow. push the lady off the stage. She fell off the stage. Now, he didn't help her <laughs> when she went down. He didn't run to her rescue. <laughs> no, I'll say he that. Said, he, he looked at his wife and said, You handle that. I got to go over here. <laughs> but yes, he's a. He, they he, owe him some money. They Well, yes, but that doesn't mean that the quarterback starved team won't dra- trade for him and pay him his money. Uh, but I, I think this is an interesting comment from Michael Lombardi, who's usually pretty damn tied in into the NFL. Matt Stafford is fully available, he said yesterday. They would love to trade him. They can't easily do it because he's got $57 million guaranteed, but they're trying to get out from it. Uh, they've called teams, I know this. So, again, now that, would that indicate that, A, the Rams have won their Super Bowl and now they're trying to reboot? Or, or remember what was the issue with Matt? It tells Stafford? me A that his shoulder is still no, not it's healthy. Neck. It's his, his elbow. Neck, it's or his, his neck now. Neck. It, yeah, he has like a spinal injury. Okay, I'm well, telling you, that's what it tells me. It tells me he's not ready to throw the ball. Or Baker Mayfield trying to bring him back, money maker. Baker Baker, who there finished up the season there. Well, look, they didn't. You know, they I, they were proud last year when they were celebrating after winning the Super Bowl with the F them picks things. But they would love to have them picks right now because they're over so upside down on the cap. And they don't have any way to, to you know fill out the roster here. They're they're too expensive, and they don't have draft capital to bring in cheap labor, which is what the mm-hmm. draft's all about. You know, you look at the draft this year. Number six overall is Detroit. That's their pick. That's the pick they gave up to get Matthew Stafford uh, and use Jared Goff to help get it. They'd love to have that pick back, but you know they don't have it. So if they can recoup it uh, with a Matthew Stafford type trade. Uh, potentially, so we'll watch that now in the days of our quarterback lives. Remember, Monday is the day that the legal tampering period begins, and then the league year opens next Wednesday, and it'll be the flurry of activity of free agency and all that comes with it. So we'll certainly be all over it right here on B&E. He just looked different last year. I mean, when he was throwing the ball, his his shoulder, arm, elbow, or whatever it was, he wasn't the same thrower. No, he was not. Remember, they had him on a pitch count during yes. camp. and. He yeah, and again, the same. and if you look at their cap and their roster, they got issues. I mean, they've got issues. They got really expensive players: Darren Donald, you know, Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford, a lot of expensive dudes, and then not a lot of cheap. Look, the NFL this draft when when the when the 49ers pick up seven compensatory picks yesterday, that's a big deal. That's cheap labor. I mean, you're you're drafting young players to and to, you get good and talking about good players right, there to, too to build depth, and and they're cheap. They're they're affordable. Uh, the, this next phase of free agency, when you start giving big contracts to guys, that's when you get expensive. Now, the, the, the four-year rookie deals are pretty affordable. And as money, much of that as you can have to round out your roster and build depth around your star players is, is what the good teams are built on. But uh, it's Well, you've got to coach. I mean, you, you've, you've won a Super Bowl. You want to continue on that course while you have some of those players. And, and Aaron them, Donald and people like that are still around. This is about getting to the Super Bowl again the for them. that's the catch-22, right? I mean, it's... I, you know, you credit them because they went all in and they traded picks for Jalen Ramsey. They traded picks for Matt Stafford. They did traded picks for and they won and they won a Super Bowl. That's right. They won a Super Bowl. How long is the Super Bowl good for? With, with I think organization five years. Like, five, I would agree. I would agree. And, and I think I wanted to say three, but well, I think the, you're right. Five years. Five years is long well, enough. Listen, if you're Jerry Jones, twenty-five years would be the answer to that question. No, this time. Lifetime, but still, see, still seeking that, you know. But I mean that that that's what he, you know, fans can answer that own question in their own head. But yeah, the Rams won a Super Bowl, but now there could be a few years of, of rough patches because you went all in. Not only did you trade for Matt Stafford, Jalen Ramsey, you also traded for Vaughn Miller, to to just secure the deal, and you won it. And you won it. You're right. The tough part is if you do that and you don't win it, and you don't you know cash in on a championship. The Rams did, and so now they're going to have to rebuild. We'll see if Matt Stafford is a part of that uh, reboot uh, that's coming. Up. I, I wouldn't call it a rebuild. I call it a reboot. Uh, and so what you need is draft picks. Because you still have a Super Bowl coach. Yeah. 
and you still have Aaron Donald, and you still have Cooper Cup, and you know, so there's some things in place, but you got to you got to reboot it, and that's going to be the conversation, uh, like the Packers are going to do, right? Packers have to if they're going to move on from Aaron Rodgers and all the the wins. But just one Super Bowl, they're going yeah, to. Uh, I, that makes me Jordan. feel good for my Minnesota Vikings. Aaron Rodgers leaving. Yeah. See ya. We'll be back. We are just getting warmed up. Plenty of hoops, plenty of football, baseball. The weekend is here. Spring break here for a lot of folks around Central Texas, youngsters and uh, the schools. That's a fun thing. Uh, happy Friday. I'm Benny. It's Bucky and Aaron. Roll it out, no doubt. It's a weekend that is here, Friday into spring break, Friday into uh, spring forward, too, Buck. Don't forget Sunday or morning, early Sunday morning, flip those clocks ahead. I'm already, I'm already sprung. One hour. Our watch is already sprung. I don't yeah. have to do anything to that watch. By the way, Garrett Wilson would be excited if Aaron Rodgers got to the Jets. I'll tell you that. Talking about a timing guy who runs timing routes. And yeah. loves balls that get to him in a hurry and get on him From in a hurry. an accurate thrower like wow. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I mean, look, I, I love the debate between, you know, should the Jets be chasing Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers? Because I think it's got arguments all over it. I mean, because everything you can say negative about Lamar Jackson, you can paint the negative about Aaron Rodgers, too. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Are they a Super Bowl team? With who? With both? With, I mean, are they are they a Super Bowl team with a, well, with the, a good quarter, with a really good quarterback? Would they be considered a Super Bowl team? Would they be? Uh, well, I mean, they're the Jets. The, I know. That's what I'm saying. That, that's, <laughs> I mean, you're right. That's, that's and I, I mean, jet. I keep seeing people just say, "Who cares if they got Aaron Rodgers? They're they're still the Jets. That's who they are." But I'm thinking, long long term. Uh, well, they think they are, but Robert Sala is an unproven coach. Um, you know, there that that has They've done to be okay said. defensively. I mean, their defense is is excellent. Their defense yes. is top five, and the draft pick of of Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati last year really solidified. He's the best young corner in the league. And um, you know, go with a really good front, and we got the rookie of the year, and Robert Sala as a defensive coach. Um, so, and then on offense, it's about youth, right? It's about yes. They've done a really good job drafting. They've got an improving offensive line. Before his injury last year, there, Brees Hall, the running back out of Iowa State, was looking like an all rookie performer. Was playing great. Garrett Wilson, uh, Elijah Mitchell. So they get no, the, the if they get the if the, puzzle, the old miss receiver. They've yeah, got? Elijah Moore. Elijah, Elijah Moore. Moore. Yeah, if they get that all in place. C.J. Uzoma is their tight end. I mean, You're, they've they got right. Corey Davis. Corey yeah. Davis is a nice third receiver. You're going to find out if Robert Sala is a Super Bowl type of coach more they, than anything. They cut Braxton Berrios yesterday to, to clear up five million dollars in cap space, though. So that could be an indicator that they're trying to oh, they're in. Their money. I mean, Woody Johnson's the, all in. Yeah, he's all in. Right. I don't think there's any question about that. They're going, uh, they're going after him. And, he likes uh, highlight. I mean, he likes guys like that. I mean, well, he did the same thing with Brett Favre. Yeah, I mean, it's it's and it's, if it's you remember, these are media people. I mean, it's New York. It's New York, and it's Woody Johnson, and he's right. a rich owner, and you know. But that's what leads to the debate. Is this a good? Because if he it, wants it, to be in the paper more than the Giants. Well, believe the, me. Well, that that then they're not a Super Bowl team if the owner wants to be in the paper. If that's his goal, well, that's not a Super Bowl aspiration. Uh, and that's, you know, the, 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 this is history repeating itself. If you go back to when they brought in Brett Favre, the report, I mean, the, after the fact, it's been shown that Eric Mangini, the time coach at the time, didn't want that. Um, he didn't want it, Brett Favre. And this is just my thought, but who's to say that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't play for five more years or six more years? You know, well, if they win, I mean, I'm saying two years and done. I just know every year is going to be drama. Every single year at the end of the year, there's going to be, oh boy, here we go. How well, long have we got to wait? I'll only say this and who's to say. In the history of this sport, 
there's been one player you can talk about who's played well into his 40s at a high level. One. So you're it's true. I think you still have to go on the, the the norm that Aaron Rodgers maybe last year was the beginning of him really hitting the downside. Yeah. Uh, Mike much like Brett Favre and you know maybe he's maybe the holistic life he lives and all the stuff he does. Maybe the shrooms, maybe the shrooms and the uh, the the psychedelics. Maybe he plays well, but I mean, look, Tom Brady is the absolute all-time outlier or someone who can play to that level deep into their 40s. Uh, you know, and that's why I say the debate about Lamar Jackson is a good one because Lamar Jackson's 26. Yes. And, you know, for every negative you can say about Lamar Jackson, I can point out a positive. And it's not like Aaron Rodgers is an absolute sure thing at 39 years old. Uh, and that's, you know, that's an organizational debate. Look, I mean, people say that, that— Yeah, Lamar hurts his knee. Aaron Rodgers hurts his thumb. Well, and Lamar— you know, he led the NFL in touchdown passes just a few years ago. Let threw more touchdown passes than any quarterback in the league. So to suggest he can't throw is a misnomer. Uh, has he been injured? And, and when you talk about this year's injury for Lamar Jackson, he could have played this year, but he didn't because they didn't give him a contract. He wasn't going to risk a, a little bit of a bum knee come playoff time. So that could be a knock for him, but it could also be a knock to the organization if you didn't take care of your franchise quarterback. And when he was a little bit gimped up at the end of the season, uh, he wasn't ready to go. Those are I love these conversations because there there's really strong arguments in, in, on both sides of both of them. But it looks like the uh, Jets are going after Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Rogers they just and, don't they don't look like a team that's quite right. No no matter which quarterback well, plays, it, it, but I would rather go long term. Me too. But at the same time, I see Woody Johnson's going to make that decision. And yeah. when I say history repeating itself, Eric Mangini didn't want Brett Favre. The owner did. It didn't work out. And Eric Mangini got fired, by the way. If you really read the tea leaves, Robert Sala was really wanted Derek Carr. He did. He wanted Derek right. Carr. He wanted to get that done. Now, but You're the right. owner rules, and he's a young coach, third year, going into his third year. Woody Johnson's going to get his way on this. Uh, but he's it's the just, owner. You're it's right. just another example of the owner pushing for Aaron Rodgers when the coaches would have preferred Derek Carr at 31 years old to come in and run the show, bring that leadership. Because the one thing you know with Derek Carr, he's not going to bring drama. No, Aaron Rodgers is going to bring drama. He'll be the center of attention. I mean, Aaron Rodgers in the Big Apple. I mean, would but be, that's what Woody likes. Yeah, Woody I think likes so. that. I think you're right. I think you're right. Woody's like Jerry. I want, I want, to, I want him to be in the post or whatever every day. Well, and look, we'll see where this this Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers story goes. But you know, let me ask you this. I mean, where are you on the camp of Lamar Jackson's future? Because we see a lot of text. He'll be from back people. with the Ravens. We hear a lot of. Uh, but I'm talking about the the future of his performance as a player. I mean, there was a two-year stretch, 2019 and 20, when he played two healthy seasons where he threw 62 touchdowns over two seasons. Threw 62 touchdowns while I, running yeah, I don't worry about over 1,000 yards. I, if he's got years. good receivers and he's got a good offensive line and a decent run game, I think he's just fine. I don't worry about his running. Well, that's, I worry about his running. I worry about what he does for a living well, that, in, that, in the that, long that, haul or 17 games in the NFL. And that's Will the he question. be there? Will he be there? At playoff time, will he be worn down? Will do you his... think he has the ability to lead a team to a Super Bowl? Yes, I do. With the right, with the right people around. Yes, that, that means that means offensive line. That means wide receivers. Right, things have to be kind of almost just right with him. But the dynamics of what he does for a living as a quarterback puts him at too high of a risk for me. You know what I'm well, saying? In long run, I'm just thinking that when you need him the most, he's going to be he's going to be well, lame. But I, but I think. Let me just say it this way. I believe that people have, for, have have are leaning on the last two years. 2021, he got hurt at the end of the year, but the entire team was hurt, if you remember, right? They were a really good team. They lost their top three running backs in training camp. Every player on the team. So they like, don't even make it to the first game hurt. half the time. Uh, got hurt. And then, 
you know, this year we know they, they entered the season with a bunch of holes, and then Lamar Jackson got hurt. But if you go back just to 2019 and 2020, when he threw for 62 touchdown passes and threw for nearly, gosh, 6,000 yards and rushed for over 1,000 yards in both seasons and was a complete video game freak, are we already saying that Lamar Jackson can't get back to that? On the right team with the right group of players around him? I, I, don't, I, I, I am really shocked at some of the, the tweets and texts and, and conversation we've had this week where Lamar Jackson is shot as a player at 26 who just three years ago was putting up historically great yeah, numbers. Yeah, I, I love him having these great, the, the great numbers, but I need him for, I need him for the stretch. I need him for not, not just the season stretch, Agreed. but for the next year and the following year. What he does that makes him dynamic is also the thing that can get him crushed and crush your, You're right. your hopes as an organization. I just, I, I, I'm not... It's it's just, are you willing to take that chance? I I guess what I'm saying is, what I've been shocked by is this. I'm not sitting here carrying the mail for Lamar Jackson. I'm just arguing. I don't believe all that he can't throw stuff. Well, well, that's the thing. It's almost like people have already said, well, he's not getting an offer contracts because he's not any good. Well, what do you mean he's not any good? What have we been watching with this guy? He is at at full health on a good team, one of the three or four most impactful players in the league. No doubt. And so now it's like, oh, no, he's not any good. It's over. He can't throw. Uh, I don't want a running quarterback. Well, Jalen Hurts is a running quarterback. Justin Fields is a running quarterback. I mean, this is where the league's going. <laughs> the league's moving to that direction more than it's going the other way it right now. still never worked, though, in 57 Super Bowls. I will uh, take never out. been a runner. That's one one. And I know CB said yesterday that Russell Wilson. Russell I Wilson. I don't consider Russell Wilson a. He was both. He, yeah, but he still I has think, that Drew Brees, you no know, accurate ability. And to the him. thing that's making Jalen Hurts so dynamic is he's becoming both, right? He can run and kill you with his legs. And, and Lamar Jackson slowly but surely has been doing all those things to be an accurate quarterback. And he works I, hard. I, he's I a guess, hard worker. He does that. But he's not surrounded by great talent. Well, like you said, there's been some. That's my question with, yes. with, with Lamar is that how much of the last two seasons can you blame on the organization, injuries, and lack of weapons around him? Uh, I think those are fair debates. I mean, I, I, I blame it on they've had some misfortune before the season even starts with guys getting hurt. Yeah, like the running back from Ohio. I mean, they they get hurt before they even start. Right, they're not healthy. And they then, don't start the season out healthy. And then he's been hurt at the end. Then he gets hurt at the end. Yeah. yeah. So I get that, and that's why it makes it a great debate. But I'm not of the belief you just throw this guy out and he's not any good. Oh no. I mean, he's oh. gosh. I mean, Daniel Jones just got 160 million dollars. Are you kidding me? Uh, Kyler Murray. If your Texans decided to get Lamar Jackson, I'd be yes, go. Well, you, when you were out Wednesday, we I argued that. Go I, for it. My only because the Texans. Let, let me just present the Texans argument again. Houston has two first round picks this year and two next year. Yes, they have two and twelve this year. They could give up two of those four, sign Lamar Jackson, have a twenty six year old quarterback, and still have first round picks each of the next two years, and, and start to build around Lamar Jackson. The only reason I have argued against it is that if they hit on Bryce Young or they hit on C.J. Stroud, now you've yeah. got a young quarterback on a rookie contract, which I think is a really you know, fruitful thing Now you thing really can build own. your team. Yeah, up. now yes. you can build your team. But you got to hit on that quarterback. And the one thing about Lamar Jackson is he's a, more of a proven commodity than anybody coming into this draft. True. But it's, you know, I think it's a good, a good debate. And once I, again, once again, guys. I, I guess I've been surprised how little people think of Lamar Jackson. It's like, really? Well, they don't you think, think he's, he's a, a thrower. No, he's not a scrub. Well, he led the NFL in passing touchdowns. Yeah. He threw 62 in two seasons. He's got to have more than just a tight end to throw to. He threw for 3,100. I've just seen a text that said he's only thrown for over 3,000 yards one time. That's correct. But in the in the in he also ran for over a thousand yards in those seasons. And I, this I'm I'm not saying that he's a bum or he sucks. I'm just I'm just saying it takes it just like Justin Fields and just like Jalen Hurts, you got to put the perfect situation around him for him to succeed. He's never going to elevate an offense on his own. 
which he's shown because, I mean, he hasn't had much. I would say the start is a, would be a place like the Jets where the receivers, the young receivers Well, that's like right. That. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the argument for New York. Big Apple, you got young talent. He's a, but he's you a, and I can want him, but Woody's not. Woody, Woody wants somebody. Woody wants a, a, a guy who's going to be savvy with the media. He wants that. Well, he wants that in New York City. Aaron Rodgers savvy with the media? Well, <laughs> he, he's going to be in the media. I mean, he's going to be in the newspaper. I just, I, just, I guess I'm he's more of a sell Lamar tickets. fan. And I don't, I mean, I, you said it's never happened in any Super Bowl, but I mean, Russell Wilson ran. Uh, Cam Newton got his team there. Jalen Hurts had his team there at the, at the precipice of a Super Bowl. And I think the league's moving more to that than away from that. Uh, it's going to happen. And we're, we're a quarterback who runs wins a Super Bowl. That, that's that's going to be in the future, in the near time. Dude, I call, I call, um, our guy at Kansas City, I call him a running quarterback. And he needs to. Well, he can uh, go. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes is at a whole different level, and that's the thing. I mean, yeah, I mean this I, guy may dominate the Super Bowls for the for the foreseeable future, as good as he is. Maybe yeah, he but just say, knows how say to okay, escape. say there's a minute and a half left in the game, though, and you're on your own twenty, and you got to you got to score. Like I don't trust Lamar Jackson to be able to. I trust get the him more than I trust. Field. I trust him more than I trust Dak Prescott. I mean, I, they're about on the same level to me. I still trust Dak more as a passer. He's been a more prolific well, passer his entire career. Than well, Dak Prescott's Lamar. been in that exact scenario twice in a row and hadn't been able to move his team down the field. Fair. Two straight years, two, two straight years in the playoffs, winnable game, need a drive, couldn't couldn't give it to you. And you know, Dak, Pre- I mean, Lamar Jackson's worth more than than Dak Prescott for me as far as a quarterback contract would go. But uh, that's the great debate: uh, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, NFL. We'll come back. We'll talk more Texas football. Uh, Also, here's another story hitting the newsstands that uh, the Big 12 is ready to pounce on the four corner schools out of the Pac-10 as doubt creeps in about the Pac-12's viability. We'll get you details. It's B&E on the horn. It's Bucky and Eric. What is that, T.Y.? Oh, ABBA. Oh, the, the reboot? New, is that the, the new, new ABBA? ABBA? Is it ABBA or ABBA? What do we go with? ABBA. ABBA, okay. That's a B&E fact of the day. It's ABBA, not ABBA. And that is that a new one or a classic? It's a classic. Hey, some other B&E facts of the day. Doesn't look like uh, Kevin Durant's going to play again in the regular season in the NBA. That's all right. They brought him there for the postseason. True. Twisted his ankle, and uh, he's going to be out three weeks. And, of course, the regular season wraps up coming up in April. And they'll be into the post. Kevin needs to get to fall school too. He just yeah, some weird. Him. That's a weird injury yeah, in your little warm up. I can relate. I'm clumsy. I did that. I've done that many times. <laughs> just roll the ankle. Uh, not good. Like I said, it won't matter. They'll be rolling him out in a wheelchair, shooting three pointers twenty years three, from so now. It's Tom Brady. Did. I know. Uh, also, on a fact of the day, the Longhorns will have their third practice this morning, eight o'clock, over at the uh, the fields on thirty five there, the Denius Fields. And it's also a fact now that uh, Cedric Baxter Jr., the Longhorn freshman running back, his, he's going to go by CJ. So we can go, start calling him CJ Baxter. I like that. I like that. CJ Baxter. That's the official term. It's on the roster now. Because I'll be, I would be calling him a freshman dude forever. CJ. Like I call the other guy who's there, Brooks. I call him Hernia Guy. Jonathan. Hernia Guy. You just go to the worst case for every play, like Jim Beheim, murderer. <laughs> well, Hernia Guy. He's Matt Stafford, surgery, right? Matt Stafford. Great quarterback. Great dude. Father. Tripper. Threw that lady off tripped, the stage. He tripped her. He Jonathan her. Brooks, you know, player of the Hernia year. Hernia guy. Hernia guy. The <laughs> other guy, Jaden Blue, don't know. Haven't seen him play before. <laughs> Mystery. Enigma. Yeah, the, yeah. Enigma uh, guy. No, what is it? A mirage. Yeah, but I, th- I, I believe with the, with the with the young freshman, what is it, CJ, what is it now? CJ Baxter. CJ Baxter. CJ, 
I think him being integrated in with Brooks is going to be an awful lot of fun because I, I like Brooks. I think his coach is going to get more out of him than you think. I, he he runs big. I think he makes really good cuts. I think he's got outstanding speed. He can run away from you. I truly believe he can get it. I mean, once he gets out, you can't catch up to him. He's big and strong enough. And plus, another year with this offensive line, I don't know if they're going to run more. I don't see it. But I think, I think they'll they be able be to a little I, bit more But I still effective. think they can run effectively because yes. I think if Steve Sarkeesian's number one offseason goal offensively is achieved and that's making the passing game better, then that's going to make – you know, defenses have to play back more. And boy, if you, if you, you know, scenario of having, you know, Xavier Worthy, A.D. Mitchell, and Isaiah Nair or Jordan Whittington in a three receiver set with Jadavion Sanders and a more experienced quarterback and more confident quarterback in Quinn Ewers, defense, who are you going to double? I mean, defenses are going to have to play safeties back, which, if your offensive line is improved as you anticipate uh, with just experience and another year in the weight room and, and you know, whatever. Well, now all of a sudden your run game without the the dynamic backs is well. I mean, equal I thought I, I thought because it, defense just just have to honor the passing game. So yeah, I thought Whittington should have carried the ball as a ball carrier more last year. If you weren't going to find ways to get it to him, you know those short screens, let him go in fly motion, give him the ball. I mean, that's not everything has to be twenty yard runs. You know, agreed. Well, and I, I mean, think he's a tough runner. I, I believe he can he can be just as effective. You know, well, I think in, in the way your toss sweep game. In the revelation of the Xavier Worthy hand injury, it further indicts Steve Sarkeesian as he kept he continued to treat Xavier Worthy as the same player with a broken hand instead of doing some of the things you're saying, using Jordan Whittington more, featuring uh, other players more often. You got a guy with a broken hand. Plus, I believe now, they got a running back coach. If they if they have a hot player, I mean, I, I know they that whole thing with Bijan and Roshan. It's almost like you felt like you had to give Roshan a bunch of these carries. I believe if they get a hot hand guy. Even if he's a freshman, if Cedric Baxter is that guy, that you know, that commodity guy, that freshman out there in the nation, I believe if he gets on a roll, you just keep him on a roll. They don't need to worry about hurting anyone's feelings. Uh, thank no, you. Okay, no. that's I mean, it. I would agree. And this, well, this I think is that, the no I think excuse that coaching deal. staff is gone. I think that was Tom Herman. I don't know if it was, it was just his idea of rotation or keeping people happy or whatever. But Steve Sarkeesian's a believer in, you know, if you're my best player, you're going to be my best player. If you win that spot on the depth chart. And that would go back to Xavier Worthy. If Xavier Worthy had a hurt, hurt hand, but he said he can go, he going. Which I, you know, there, there's there's criticism there, but there's also okay, and the, you're my guy. So you know, I, I believe whoever earns that starting running back job, the RB one, is going to get a majority of the carries, and they'll they'll split the rest. But, I, uh, but the hot RB, the guy who's in there, if he's hot, okay, you just you just you just let me ride with you, whether you're a freshman or not. If you you make some outstanding plays, continue to make those plays. Now, does the same thing go for the quarterback position if sure. Quinn struggles and well, maybe I mean, we, we saw no, him I don't want to play. I don't want to play rolling quarterbacks. I would think by by well, if Quinn's career yours looks like next year, like he did in some of the games this year. Well, no, then I you, think you may have to consider uh, because I still think they could have won two two more games if Hudson Card gets an opportunity in some of the the second halves of the games where it felt like the the world was going way too fast for Quinn. Yours. I just hope this team offensively just figures it out and wins those games well, that they should have been winning last year. Sure, that's that's a fair point. Coach, also figure on it out. the B and E fact of the day, the WWE. Which you and, you and I, neither of us watch wrestling. Ty, do you watch wrestling? No. Uh, that's all for three then. But they're reportedly exploring ways to legalize betting on high-profile wrestling matches. On a drama? The fix is in. I mean, I know there are people who think the NFL is scripted, but come on. This is scripted. We know it is. I don't know how you do that. They will never, Vegas would never take the bets. Somebody knows the script. Somebody wrote the script. 
Somebody will be sleeping with the fishes there. <laughs> Come on, That's man. what's going to happen there. You think Vegas would ever take those bets? No. There's no way. No way. I can't see it. All right, more BNE facts of the day coming, including uh, Rory McIlroy, your pick to win the players, not having a good day yesterday. Rory shot 676. Also, uh, I didn't even know he was actually playing yesterday. I was asking my wife, I said, Rory, I don't see his name in here anymore. 76. Oh. 12 back. 12 back in the leader who you've never heard we gotta of. Make his, we got to make his run today. Also, we'll get to the, uh, the performances of the UT players at Pro Day yesterday, Pro Timing Day. Plus more on this Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers debate, Longhorn basketball into the semifinals of the Big 12 tournament. We are loaded on a great Friday.